You are listening to the Quiet and Kinky Podcast with Dave and Andy. There is explicit material in this podcast, so if you are under 18, go away. Consider yourself warned. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Quiet and Kinky. I'm Dave. I'm Andy. Tis the season. Tis the season. How are you doing? I'm good. Currently, Andy is sitting here with our dog Stewie, literally falling asleep on her lap. So if you get to ever join in on our YouTube, you'll just see him fall asleep constantly. Yeah, I don't even call him up here. He just... He's like, it's podcast time. So follows me everywhere. Mm -hmm. I trip over him all day long because he's always like about a foot and a half behind me running and we have hard floors. So when I decide and do an about turn, I'm like, oh, I'm need to go this way. He just runs into my shins every single time. Yeah. He does that same thing to me. Yeah. He's sweet. He's a sweet old dog. (laughs) He's nine. Oh, man. Well, now that Stewie has introduced himself in this episode, uh, we get to talk about our word of the day. Mm-hmm. What is our word of the day? It is terse. Terse. Yes. T-E-R-S-E. Um, brief and to the point. Like you just cut it. Why would somebody not just say brief? But terse sounds better. Well, yeah. brief is not the same thing as turf because as it says here, um, effectively cut short, like you're um, abrupt. Oh, abruptly so, stopped. <laughs> yeah. So brief would just mean short. Abruptly is terse. Got it. All right. So we have to use terse in this episode. Mm-hmm. So do you know how to use terse properly? I'm going to probably wait till you use it and uh, then I'll kind of get to put it together. But I think I got a good understanding. Got you. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. So game on. So as I said before, tis the season. We have a um, a little bit of a tradition that we like to play at the launch of the holiday season, which is usually right after Thanksgiving. And it's a very uh, fun game. And we end up yelling, screaming, and beating the hell out of each other during this process. So we'll help you find out how to do it yourself. Yay! <laughs> um, it's called the It's Santa game. And everybody has probably seen the little soft little cotton antlers and the Little nose that's on the cars. Everybody drives around. Very decorative. Yeah. Yeah. They're real festive fuckers out there. Mm -hmm. And back, I don't know, over a decade ago, I would see a car that had that and I would just yell, it's Santa. It was just my personality. Well, we started counting how many Santas we saw. We made an entire game out of it. Mm -hmm. Now, there was a specific set of rules. And if you're part of our YouTube, I have a video of Andy driving here uh, discussing about the game. Mm -hmm. But if you're following along in our podcast, we're going to give you just some basic rules of how it's played. Right. So So. the first things first is Mm -hmm. if you have the antlers and the nose, Mm -hmm. that's an it's Santa. Mm -hmm. And that's one point. One point. Yes. And then we have the It's Rudolph, which is? That's five points. And that is um, where you don't have the antlers. You just have the nose. It's either people that were too lazy to put the antlers on, the antlers blew off, or post-holiday, that is just people that are too lazy to take the fucking nose off. Right. Yeah. So that's just It's Rudolph. That's Mm -hmm. five points. Mm -hmm. Then we start going into the 10-point realm, Mm -hmm. which 10-point realm is like, if you ever see one of the cars with Christmas trees on them Mm -hmm. or candy canes... Um, that's 10 points. So you call it, it's Christmas tree and that gets you 10 points. That's if the antlers are Christmas trees instead. Mm -hmm. And then candy canes is the same thing. You go, it's candy canes and you get 10 points. Right. Now what's up in the 15 point category? Um, that would be the elf ears, I think. Right. Yeah. The elf ears, 
um, is that's fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. It's fifteen, are... and it's it's elf. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those this year. No, they're rare. That's why they're good fifteen pointers. Uh huh. And, and of course, then you have the man down, which is where an antler or one of the items that are sticking up out of the window is missing. So mm-hmm. that's a man down, and that is fifteen points. Yeah, fifteen points as well. And then there's the magical man down where you see the We've actual, only seen one of these. You see the actual item blow off the car. We were on the interstate and it was you we were calling it. We were calling it at Santa. And as we were calling it, the antler fell off. One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a magical man down. That's fifty points. Yep. And that kind of concludes the entire spectrum, I guess. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the meantime, we have those little sports clickers. I mm-hmm. wish I had brought those in here because it's it's really funny that we use to keep track of our score. We're mm-hmm. very serious about this. Mm-hmm. And usually if we get bored, sometimes we'll end up going through Walmart parking lot and we'll be beating the hell out of each other as we drive through there. Well, we're not beating each other. I'm just trying to cover your eyes. So people <laughs> think that we're like in a physical alter- altercation. And it's one of the funnest times we've had. <laughs> right. And I'm like, you know, people, you don't understand. It's a thing that we do. You don't have to be so terse about how you just turn around and go right back in the store. I should have known you were segueing into that. Damn it. Fucking nailed it. I'm better than you. You are better than me at everything. At everything. Which is fine by me. So now we call it the Santa game. We want to make sure that if you do play this game, that you are safe, (laughs) obeying all rules of the road. Obey all laws, please. That's our best advice we can always give. If you actually see Santa, take a picture. Yeah. But our little YouTube video is kind of cute. I don't know if we show our clickers or not. I don't think we do. But yeah, it's just kind of me going over those same rules. Well, Again, on our, well, on our next episode, we'll bring the cl- we'll start bringing the clickers in all through Christmas, mm-hmm. telling everybody what the current score is. Oh, that'll be easy. I'll be winning. Right now, okay, right now you are. I was winning for the first little bit, so mm-hmm. I'll get you. Uh, well, so don't worry, be happy is our very first subject, which is kind of a spill over from our last episode, which was basically talking about being um, zen. zen and yeah, don't give too many fucks about everything because it'll right. kill you. Well, and and that was the biggest thing that, you know, we've been together for almost 12, 13 years. So during that time, we've gone through high peaks of anxiety in our lives when we were in the corporate world. And like just having all that stress and everything, we were just at odds with each other 90% of the time just because we were so stressed with work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's easy to be miserable. It really is. But I, just in general, though, worrying about things you can't control. Right. Narrow down what you've got to worry about. <laughs> and, then, mm-hmm. and then just kind of some of it, you just need to let that shit go. You know, right. you can't just be up at night and not sleeping because you're worried about the federal deficit or something. I mean, just, and I'm not, again, I don't minimize things that are Absolutely important. not. These are just tools that we've used some that kind of help keep us calm and mellow. But like I said, last episode, we're all going to die someday. That's not a question. No, that's so fact. spend your time that you have don't take it for granted because we all just kind of assume it's going to go on forever right but worrying about shit that doesn't matter mm-hmm. well, you just can't do that well it's like at one point we had a full like resentment reset with everyone we knew we just needed that like mm-hmm. we couldn't hold on to the stress of anything that was just burning inside us that we felt was bad or wrong and we let it all go mm-hmm. and, and it's not easy 
Yeah. That it, it almost sounds impossible. I don't know how the hell we were capable of doing it. But when we got that reset, like it's just our, you're my, my life, my wife, everything. Like <laughs> I want to go everywhere with you. Like we have this Thanks. great connection. So, well, and we've done about like a, it's been about an 18 month purge where we've let go of toxic relationships, um, blood and otherwise, like yep. it's not, it's uh, if it, it's just, if you're not a benefit and I'm not a benefit to you and we're at odds, why do we have to be forced to spend time together? Right. Well, <laughs> it's it, like, it's just, to- it is, it's, it's exactly that. It's just toxic. And if it, if you dread it, why are you doing it? Exactly. You, you don't have to stick and do what everybody thinks they're supposed to do. Right. You know, do with what you feel. That's kind of with what we did. Right. We're not throwing everybody's concerns out the window or anything, Mm-mm. but we're just kind of focusing on, is it necessary? Yeah, we just narrowed down what was important to right. us. And we also did that with physical things. Right. So we downsized into a smaller house. It's been right out a year. And since we downsized, I spent about the first month of packing when we had a contract on the house, getting rid of so much shit. Now, I would look at it and be like, the old me would have been like, oh, we have to pack that. That's mm-hmm. important for some reason. And Why? We didn't need it. No. We were, we were, and we had a house the size we did just to store shit that we never saw. Right. Yep. Exactly. And so we downsized a ton. And then when we moved into this house we're in now, we found we absolutely love it. Love it. It It doesn't have, before we went an anchor yard that had to be pristine and had irrigation and yada, yada, what the shit. Now we have, you know, it's like a, a village type situation. The houses are very close together, mm-hmm. but they're immaculate because they have, you know, a group, a, a landscape company that comes through. And, and manage the entire area. It's yep. like, we don't have to manage our own lawn, which was terrible in our last place. We don't have to worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that was the thing. We had all that lawn. We carried, I cared so much about the grass looking so green and pretty or everything for for what? Right. I maybe have my family saw. over once every two months. Yeah, like, not even that. It's just I was putting so much effort and worry into things that were not important. Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. And job wise, you know, we just we've learned to cut off toxic relationships, whether they were, um, you know, career oriented. You cut mm-hmm. back your clients, and, yeah, you I know, did. in your company. And then, you know, like I said, we just, I went even through social media, like our personal, so, personal social media, I went through and unfriended like 200 people that I really didn't know right. at all. Like I, they were more like acquaintances. They weren't like really people that were yeah. in your life maybe. But it's like, if I wasn't going to actually consider you friend or maybe you are blood related, meh, not the same thing, Right. but I cleared out a lot of that. So I look like I have like hardly any friends at all, (laughs) but it's just like, well, you know, I just, again, just purge and it felt so good. And then we ended up seeing an episode on Netflix about minimalization or what is it? Minimalism. Minimalism. I've had too much wine (laughs) and minimizing your shit. And it was like the one guy in the episode said his mom passed away. It was very sad and she was very ill and, when she passed away, she was, he was the only survivor. He was the only child and he, she didn't have a spouse. So he went into her house and he's like, I've got to figure all this out. And he found boxes of like 
like banker's boxes full of graded papers from when he was in the second grade and then an entire banker's box of graded papers when he was in the third grade. And she had been keeping all of this shit. Right. And he's literally, he's literally like, I don't even have kids. And if I did, what the fuck are they going to do with all these papers? And he's like, but she lugged it around and kept it and hoarded it for some emotional reason. And he said, that's when I was like, you know, no, I'm not going to have the burden of feeling like, oh, she's passed away. I can't. This would hurt her. Right. That's not what a relationship's about. And that's not what you lost in your mom. So it was, it really impacted me, but we had already kind of started our purge process. Right. So it just gave me even more inspiration to continue it. Well, I, I, I thought it was really funny how much shit I was storing and I didn't know I was storing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it was really nice to have that kind Goodwill of Goodwill loved us. Oh, they, they still do. And Facebook Marketplace were like, free, it's on the porch, fucking Like, oh it. my God. We had people... Driving by our house, because we came from a pretty affluent little neighborhood. It was pretty fancy. And we would put it on our neighborhood Facebook page first, whatever the hell it was. And we didn't have cheap shit. It was pretty decent. But I was like, I don't want to deal with Selling it, listing it, it, going through all the shit. Oh, you sold it to me. It's got a chip. So I was like, free on porch. And you would see these people like hawking our porch, like driving by. I was just waiting for there to be a fist fight in the front yard. Well, we got it because somebody down the street from us uh, or the entrance of that neighborhood was always leaving stuff on their porch. Mm -hmm. But it was always like extra cookies or extra vegetables. And you're you're like free table, free chairs, (laughs) free entire table set. Chess set. Oh, I, I gave away an entire collection of Shakespearean books that were like 90 years old. I love those. Yeah. Yeah, well. Well, we weren't using them. I would have had And they to were too them. difficult to sell. Exactly. So that's exactly. like, screw it. Let somebody else enjoy them. Exactly. So speaking of not worrying, let's talk about your dick. My dick? It's not my <laughs> dick. We're talking about Viagra, but <laughs> if you want to go straight to my dick, that's fine. I was just trying to be terse. Terse? Fuck. <laughs> Cut through the point. All right. Well, now, like, there was a, a, we were sitting in bed the other night reading some articles, and then I saw this article about heart health and how it was associated with sildenafil slash Viagra. Well, that's, yeah, and, and that is um, Cialis, yes? Yeah, well, no, is it Cialis? What's the? Well, either way, you've got, I I think that's the sil, sildenafil, yeah. Sildil, sildenafil. Anyway, there there are observational health benefits. So this has not been an an official study, but there have been doctors with a pretty good control group of people that have tried these that have seen lowering of blood pressure and um, cardiovascular disease overall and that kind of thing. So there's some benefit, which makes sense how it works. Well, that's kind of cool because I mean, you know, there's like not really, well, does that help with like strokes and stuff like that or anything? Is that what cardiovascular opening up is? What? Um, the blood pressure for sure. But yeah, yeah. Anything that increases blood flow and opens things up is good. So during this, this entire time where we've like gone through cleansing, we've stopped drinking as much and stuff like that. Can I start taking sildenafil? It's just like a regular everyday thing. Is that okay? No. Why? You just walk around poking me all the time. I would fucking love to do that. You'd fucking love to do it. How a great play on words. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry to be so terse about it. That's all you have. Yeah, I'm just going to poke that's you with you it. That's like, all you got. That's all you got. I'm just going to poke you with it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, not every day. That would get... I don't know that that's recommended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't need it. Well, see, for no, one thing. that's what's funny is that you, you can say that sometimes and other people say, you don't need Viagra or anything. You know, like there's been a couple of times where we've 
had super sexy scenarios that have happened in our life. And my younger self was said, there is no fucking way in my hell that my dick will not work in that scenario. Meaning like there were more than one person. There was more than one person in that particular section yeah. of the scenario. Yeah. And it wouldn't work. And I mean, like, number one, I'd already been in kind of that sexy scenario, threesome, foursome with this. And <laughs> in this and in this, yeah, you know, you know, and all the, all the, all the, the all sexy the things. But then this specific time, I was so in my head, mm-hmm. like, and there was nothing like, I don't know how that it could not have worked, but that would have been the perfect time for me to have had a little bit of Viagra. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of like, I, I still take Viagra occasionally too. It's just a wonderful little drug when you feel like you're going to have like, maybe I'm going to have some sex where I'm all in my head. Mm-hmm. But half the time, you know, like we're doing like some videos and stuff. I love taking it because I can just walk around with a heart on mm-hmm. and, and move camera lighting and everything. And so it's, you know, <laughs> now I know that I have the uh, the loving benefit of it being good for my heart. Oh, of course. Right. Honey. So it's now just benefit. wanted you to know that our, our sexual escapades are helping my heart health. Yeah, it is nice when you take like, you'll take like a half if we yeah. know we're going to like have some marathon fucking going on. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's great because, you know, like when you're doing videos, sometimes it doesn't always go perfect. So then you kind of lose. What? Oh, I think it always goes <laughs> And then you, you worry about kind of losing the sexy momentum. But when I have like Viagra, it I never have that mental worry that downgrades the sexiness of it. It kind of gives you that extra insurance mentally, even right. though if it's totally a placebo effect that it's still going to be there for you. Right. Like I, like I can focus on the lighting and everything for a split second and he's still like, let's go. Mm-hmm. I love Viagra. I'm glad. It, th- I want to thank Pfizer for the creation of Viagra and my heart health. <laughs> You're so full of shit. <laughs> if it said that this could be potentially damaging and hurtful to your heart, you would still take it. I would take it. And I just wouldn't have told you that particular side effect. You're just crutching. I'm I'm just selling it as what I have to work with. Right. Well, well, we have had some interesting situations where um, we've had some interesting situations where we've been with another couple. Mm -hmm. And that is the worst thing because when you look over and I would see you and in, in the couple of times that that happened to you and it's like, nope, nope, you feel bad. Right. And then I feel bad and she feels bad right? because it's all she's around. like, it's, she doesn't know. It's all this internal processing that everybody's making of this. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like I started realizing, you know, in our group of people that we knew that talking about having those kind of situations makes it have less power. Mm-hmm. So I remember it was really funny. We had talked to another couple and uh, they were all getting along really well and they ended up going to play that night. But before that, we were having drinks with them at the bar and I had brought up and I was like, yeah, I told them that exact story. I was like in the sexiest scenario in the world and the dick just didn't work. And I'm fully open about talking to those types of scenarios. Mm-hmm. Well, later that night he had had an issue and then the next morning he had come up to me and he said, yeah, we were just sitting there. It wouldn't work. And I just go, fucking Dave. <laughs> Gosh, but they got to joke about it. And that's the thing. Communicate about it. Because like there have been scenarios you're in and you don't know what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like there's been scenarios I've been in where I wish I had a dick that wasn't working. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's kind of the thing. Women don't have that exit ramp if if it was a benefit. Right. But no, I get it. And like I said, if that if you're with a partner and they're like, Oh my God, he's not getting up. 
they feel like shit. Right. You're embarrassed. You feel like shit. Right. You know, it demasculate. Okay, the word wine. Demasculinate. Ah, it, fuck. It's too much wine. I had three glasses. Whatever. Makes you less a man in right. your head. <laughs> and the woman looks at it as he doesn't think I'm sexy. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and that was the thing. So that for we had that first experience where it didn't work for me, and it had it had happened again. Mm-hmm. And I just specifically in that scenario say, "Can can you come to me? I want to be with my wife." And just mm-hmm. you, we got back together, and everything works fine. It was just I was in my head. Yeah. But I think if you discuss that you have issues, that ninety percent of the time it could be in your head. Mm-hmm. It'll help give it less power, and you know maybe you can laugh about it not working instead of feeling demasculated like I did the first time. Yeah. We've learned to laugh about everything. Oh, we're hell human. Yes. We're human. Shit. You can make fun of me any fucking thing you want. I've had solo scenes. Talk about embarrassing because nothing ever goes wrong. I've had lights fall. I've had the camera fall. I've had my sex toys fall off the bed. I've dropped an entire thing of lube and it shattered on the floor because it was a glass container. We've so, learned. We've we've learned a lot. Man, the bloopers are funny. They're I'm so pissed I, and angry when I, they happen. But it's beautiful because I get to edit all of your videos, so I get mm-hmm. to see the, the few things. There are times where you have like faces where I'll take pictures and I'll send you a picture of it, and you're just <laughs> laughing at it because I get to see things frame for frame, so I get to see you in like a transition of your face, uh-huh. and it's hilarious. My whole exasperation face of <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Or your orgasmic face is really good. Uh, I love freeze framing that shit. I don't know what happens there. I just kind of black out. Sure you do. Speaking of that, too. So we've had a lot of feedback on our neighbor story Mm -hmm. that we had um, and a lot of questions on if we're going to see him again. And so, yes, there will be more videos and Mm -hmm. he is... Very motivated and being very neighborly about very it. Very neighborly, very. <laughs> he's he's very willing. He's very nice about it. He's yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. For I the mean, cause. I mean, if you need me, I'll I'll show up. Right. I mean, you know, for the cause. Right. You know, just for I just to help you guys. That's what neighbors do. Right. You know, good erections make good neighbors. Right. Isn't that how? What's I think that's our slogan now. Good erections make good neighbors. Well, just one neighbor. That's true. I don't want to see all of our neighbors. No, erections. we don't. Now that could that could get bad on the Facebook Oof. page. Yeah, no. neighborhood Facebook. Page. Most of those need to stay tucked away. Right, never to be seen. Yeah, privacy. Yes, discretion. Yeah, unless no. they're cute, like you <clears throat> thought he was, and then you're like, okay, I want to see it. <laughs> what is something nobody would believe that you could do? Um, I well, there's a thing I can do when there's like a pole. A straight pole. A stripper pole. A stripper pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been the most frequent thing. And I can grab on the pole and then straight my legs completely horizontal yeah. to the pole. Like a board. Right. We've got a picture of that somewhere. Yeah. it's. We will input that here on our YouTube channel. Thanks. I'll probably put it on social too. And I always like, we used, I used to do, you know, yeah, everybody's got their, well, I shouldn't say everybody. I had my little thing I could do. That's like my show off. So when I would go out in public, people were like, oh, you need to do that. I'm like, no, no. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Fine. Fine. You pull. And I would go and do it. So that kind of came my little thing. And I would always try to show people how to do it. Yeah. And there's a trick to it. It's all about leverage. Yeah. Because you basically leverage underneath your arm. You leverage all the weight underneath your arm. and But the thing is you have to get over the mental mindset because your face is looking straight down. Mm-hmm. If you let go, your face is face planning. Yeah. So get over that fear and you can do the pole stand thing. However, disclaimer, you have had two back surgeries since the last time you did that. And that you're not allowed to do it anymore. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, nobody knows about that. I um, 
think, what is it, February or March, I had a spinal fusion and disc replacement. Mm -hmm. That was yeah. number two. That was Your number first two. one was a discectomy. Yeah, I got my, I'm all titanium spine now, baby. Yeah. I thought I was marrying a younger guy and I got grandpa. Well, look at, look at how this worked out. I had my surgery in February. We started our OnlyFans in April. You had your I second I had my second back surgery. surgery. So so it was fun. The beginning of the OnlyFans, I was like semi-back, like, mm -hmm. couldn't do half the shit we were trying to do. Yeah, exactly. I would say, yes, that is impressive that you can do the pole trick. However, there's really not anything that I have seen you not be able to do. You're like super smart. Thanks. And strategic and... All that kind of good stuff. Don't YouTube. let this go to your head. I love you. Don't let this go to your head. I'm going to repeat this over and over. I'm going to have this on my phone now. But you also like in a, we've bought some fixer upper houses in the past and we're like, let's get the bathroom and you figure it out as you go. Right. Or let's tear this wall down. You learn about load bearing and braces and, and all that. I learned about a load bearing wall the hard way. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's, that shouldn't be cracking like that. By the way, be very careful if you're going to take out a wall. Just make sure you find out if it is load bearing before you start taking it down. Right. I had to build a makeshift wall in like 30 seconds. Yep. Anyway, thank you. But yes, so there's not a lot you can't figure out. And you have a magical penis. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see, I like that you you like those little things about me. My things about you are so, I guess, different. Most of the time, it's just like your vibe mm -hmm. that I can kind of get from you. Number one, you have sexy eyes. And that's when like, I look at you all the time. I'll be like, mm -hmm. I love your face. And it's because your face has a good mood. Mm -hmm. I don't tell you that when your face is in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. But you have a personality that is unlike any woman I've ever met. And half the people in the world will know now because of this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. When I can't I'm, say words after three glasses of wine when I was a spelling bee champion. Right. <laughs> I can't speak it. I can spell it, but I can't. Remember the speaking spells? Do you remember those? Speaking spells? Absolutely not. Oh, I think that's what they were called. Like little games. Yeah, it was probably before, not, yeah, before your time. Well, I, I still like to say that when we met... I, I was young and mm -hmm. you, you were an established mom at this point. And I thought going into the bedroom with you that I would be able to teach you some shit. I was wrong. Like you have educated, like you, you got me when I was moldable <laughs> and, and, and just like helped me train through the sexual world. Cause I just remember the first, after the first time we had sex, I was like, that's how you do. Oh, that's how you have sex. At sex. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we did some sprint sex for sure. Yeah. I would say, um, what is something that I can do that nobody would believe I can do? I kind of grew up, you know, it, it was kind of the in the 80s, early 80s, where my childhood was kind of, you know, go out and play, drink out of the hose, come in at dark, figure it out kind of life. And that's just what we knew. All right. So that's exactly my mindset pretty much for life was just if you want to do something, you just have to figure it out. I didn't. I didn't always have that. You didn't? I got that from you. Oh, well, no, I didn't have a you, choice. <laughs> well, and it's like, well, when we first got married, I remember the first time I had to put up a ceiling light. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, we're changing that shit. Aren't, we, like, aren't, aren't we supposed to have somebody do that? That's an electrician's <laughs> and job. And I'm like, ha, 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 you were the somebody. And that is how far we've come. Now I can like rewire everything, yeah. 220s, you name it, take out yeah. walls. And that's only because you said, oh, it's normal for people to be able to do that. Yeah. 
because to me, it's just it, there is nothing really unattainable no. within yeah. reason. You just figure it. Why wouldn't you just, you know, and it, it was it's a good thing that I was raised in a way where I was kind of forced to be independent. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, you know, my father and I took a walk one day when I was 18 years old and there was a little house for sale. We didn't even know it was there. It was a new house on a road over from where they lived. And I said, that's a really cute house. And he said, buy it. I hear I'm 18. And I said, well, how do you do that? You should go to the bank and ask him, how do you how do you buy the house? I walked into the bank and literally said, I want to buy a house. How do I do that? <laughs> and I bought it. I yeah. bought the house. Like I, At 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, and that started my process of learning about real estate and equity and how to. Because I was going to say, you had already bought like how many houses before we bought our first quite one Quite a together? few. Yeah. So I learned about, you know, respecting credit and all that kind of stuff at an early age, but, and how it can benefit you. So, but yeah, so I don't know of one specific thing I could list that I could do that nobody would think I could do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can repair sheetrock like a hoss. You do have a gift. <laughs> you, you, when we first got married, like that wasn't our best thing, but now you, you do sheetrock like no, <laughs> you, like you patch walls and it's like, there was nothing there. I know. Well, see, the problem is, is I rip things out of the wall first the and then I have time. to fix it. So. All the time. I mean, if a plug or something slightly crooked, that's not okay. That's not. We got to take it out, redo it, make it look right. Yeah, I do have a little OCD, perhaps. A wee bit, but not terrible. Maybe. Not terrible. Not much. Not bad. Um, but yeah, so, and I, I give that, you know, kudos to my growing up of just figuring it out. If we wanted to find something to do or entertain ourselves, we figured it out. Yep. Not so much of that these days. <laughs> Everybody gets everything and... You know, they're protected from everything. And I get it, but I'm surprised I survived my childhood. <laughs> I did a lot of things. Yeah. I never did anything bad. No, you were, I was you just were always, a good girl. Yeah, I would just explore. Like I would just take off and I'd be six miles from my house because somebody's house was on fire and we saw the smokes. So we chased it. I mean, you know, yeah. I was like eight. <laughs> and see, and that was the thing. You were always such a good girl. Like mm -hmm. before we met, you hadn't even had a wee brownie or anything. Mm -mm. Nothing. I'd never been high till I was 40. And that, that was, was priceless. Edible. That, yeah. was, that was priceless. We'll have to talk about that another time. That would be a funny story. But and then my background, like I smoked weed all through high school and everything. So like our opposing backgrounds there is hilarious. Yeah. My friends did in high school. So I had access to it. Right. It just scared me. I was like, ooh. What, what did you think it was going to do? Make you go crazy like the old school videos that you smoke I, marijuana, you go insane. I don't know. I just wasn't interested. Yeah, I'm I'm a full advocate for marijuana. I know. I, I, I think to... it is a wonderful thing. I think, you know, alcohol is a, technically a depressant mm -hmm. and then marijuana should be legalized everywhere because it just makes everybody happy. Well, it's amazing how alcohol is like, is fun. It's great. It oh, it's absolutely. And I appreciate a good cocktail. I do. However, from a medical background speaking, I just don't know how alcohol is so expensive and readily available and weed has so many negative. Well, it, negative it has a negative um a, a reputation, right. but it has so many health benefits and benefits for anxiety and all that kind of good well, stuff. Well, it's so. kind of like well, they had the prohibition 
time and then they finally released it now alcohol is part of the main thing maybe that mm-hmm. maybe weed is eventually going to get to that past prohibition where it's officially part of every state legally and you can pick it up your local gas station but see big pharma doesn't want that no because that takes away a <laughs> lot of medications that means people are going to come off their prozac their ssris and their xanax and their value like you really think they're making their meds. money off their vaccines right now what's all those medications people well, need during oh all this? don't go there i ain't doing it i ain't doing it <laughs> we're not touching that anyway marijuana is good <laughs> that's all i say back to the original point of that statement Yes, I agree. And I partake very, very little. Very little. Because but I eat too much. You get the munchies like, oh, it's great. Oh my God, I can't get full. And it's like, it's not sexy. Nothing about me high is sexy. I am not oh, interested in sex. Oh, are you kidding sex. me? It's great. No, there was one time you were on gummies and you started shaking your ass in the loose thing and your butt was just... Oh yeah, I do shake my butt a lot. That was priceless. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. And that concludes this episode of Quiet and Kinky. I hope that you have felt informed and during wherever you're listening (laughs) to this, I apologize too. I doubt anybody feels informed, but hopefully they get to enjoy the It's Santa game before the holiday season's over and understand what we go through in a day. Absolutely. And we'll have our clickers on the next episode. And we'll start showing those every time until there's a crowned winner. Yeah. Meanwhile, you can find us on quietandkinky.com uh we're also on youtube you can just search quiet and kinky if you want to see all these episodes on video mm-hmm. and if you want to find us in our naughty side onlyandy.com a-n-d-i and you can also find us on twitter at quiet and kinky and instagram at quiet and kinky yeah. until next time bye bye <laughs>